Welcome to the Shallow Dive on Koheles, the book of Ecclesiastes. Join us as we explore the treasures gathered by King Solomon. I hope you enjoy it. Let's take a look at the Medrash. Im yimalu ha'avim geshem al ha'aretz yariku. This is verse 3 in chapter 11. If the clouds will fill with rain, they will empty themselves on the land. Kualas Rabbah says, If the Torah scholars will be filled with Torah, with divine wisdom of enlightenment, they shall empty it forth on the Jewish people. Shinikru ar Eretz, they are called a land. Shnemar, it says Malachi, Gimel Yud Beis, chapter 3, verse 12. Atem Eretz Chefetz, for you shall be a desirous land. The Jewish people is likened to a good land that God desires, as it were. And in this parable that the Medrash is Constructing for us, as an interpretation of this verse, the Torah scholars being filled with the Torah are like the clouds filling with rain, which will release that blessing onto the land. It will precipitate this growth and development. That is what happens. God provides Torah scholars that are filled with the Torah, with Oraisa, to bring forth the cultivation of the land. If the tree will fall in the south or in the north, if the time has come for the Torah scholar to give rulings, whether he be in the south or in the north, all the Jewish people will gather there. And they will establish his wisdom. And they will hear from him. And they will learn from him. Going back a few years, Moshe Feinstein was with us until 1986, but the they said that to be a rabbi in America, you have to have uh, an ordination, fine, that's great, and Rav Moshe Feinstein's phone number. <laughs> so, that's, that somebody has the Torah, so they're going to come from north, south, wherever they are, the, the Jewish people that need Ko Yisrael, Miskansen Shoma, they're going to be gathered there in order to Receive. Chachmoso. Shomim menu. Lomdim menu. Dabracha. Alternatively. Imimolo. He'ovim. Gashem. If. Clouds filled with rain. Imanavim. Imolo nevua. If the prophets will be filled with prophecy. Al-Aretz Yeriku. On the ground will they empty forth. Al-Yisrael. Misnabim. Shnikru Eretz. A similar exposition. The Jewish people are called a land. Shanamar, the same verse in Malachi, 
Kisiu atem ertsefes, for you shall be a desirous land. Which is similar to the, the previous description of Torah scholars. Here it's the divine message of exhortation how to lead better lives without introducing any novelty within the framework of halacha, but exhortation to improve, sent by God, as the prophet sent by God to the Jewish people, and they deliver their prophecy to the Jewish people and bring forth this blessing to cultivate from the land all this wondrous growth. That is the ideal. God sends a prophecy. God sends the prophet filled like the clouds filled with rain. And the land, the Jewish people, they're receptive to those words of blessing, the words of prophecy coming from God. It will be the catalyst for tremendous growth and blessing. Atirgem Akilas Hager. Akilas also known as Onkelos, the convert, gave a translation in Aramaic. Ve'al he'ovim atzave mehamter alav mater. And on the clouds I will command precipitation that they should give forth. Ve'al neviyaya afakeid. And on the prophets I have commanded. Delo yisnabun lahon nivuasa. If the clouds are commanded to withhold from giving forth precipitation, the prophets are commanded to withhold from giving forth prophecy. This parable is is uh, described both in the positive and the negative. Sometimes the clouds can be sent, sometimes they can be withheld. If the time has come, for the prophets to give forth prophecy, whether in the north or in the south, there all the Jewish people will gather and hear their prophecy and to learn from the prophet. If somebody sees a proliferation of travail coming in succession on the land, it is because of the Jewish people that are called the land. Shenemar, again this verse in Malachi 3.12, Kisiu atem erzchevitz, for you shall be a desirous land. Jewish people are called the land. Im hikia kirso shaltam nechachom listalak min olam, if the time has come for the Torah scholar to depart from the world. Kegon. Rabbi Mono, Betziparin, Rabbi Bon, Betveria, various scholars in their respective locales. Im Badorum v'im Batsofon, whether in the south or in the north. Mekom Shipal Eitz, Sham Yu, the place where the tree falls, there it shall be. Shama Yu Ko Yisrael, Gomlan Oso Chesed. Wherever it shall be, the Jewish people gather to pay their respects, to act with kindness. Shomeruach Lo Yisrael. The one who is guarding the wind, anticipation of the wind, will not end up planting. One who is 
looking out for the spirit of the kingdoms will not plant. Lo yizra mitzvos masim tovim. He will not plant to fulfill divine commands and good deeds. The interpretation of Medrash is taking it outside of the direct context of agriculture. One looking at the wind is going to be deterred. If it's going to be windy, why should I plant the seeds? But the wind over here is referring to the wind of the governments. There's a wind of the times. There's a spirit that affects the times. If somebody is overly sensitive and anticipating what those winds will be and determine their life based on that, that will inhibit doing what they need to do, meaning to plant, to fulfill the divine commands and good deeds. That That is something that one should do regardless of the spirit of the kingdom or kingdoms. Whatever the governance is, whatever the power disseminating its particular perspective, doctrine, whatever it might be, societal winds and changes, a person should not allow themselves to be beholden to that at the expense of fulfilling the divine commands and good deeds. A person needs to view that as, although potentially a risk factor, just as the winds could interfere potentially with the fulfillment, it, it is not something that should actually hold a person back from doing what they must do. The true imperative of planting, in a spiritual sense, fulfilling the divine commands and doing good deeds. Umi roe be'avim shamalchis, and who that sees the clouds of the various kingdoms, lo yiksar mitzvos masim tofim, will not harvest the commands and good deeds. The, the second part of the verse, somebody is looking at these factors, external factors, powerful, seemingly powerful, that would inhibit a person from harvesting, from the fulfillment and collecting of, the reward of, as we saw in the Targum, fulfilling of good deeds. That is something that a person should not allow themselves to, to be de- deterred from. A person needs to maintain their fidelity, not just in actions, but also internally, to not have any sense of ambivalence towards doing the right thing, even if the broader society and culture as promulgated by the various governmental powers or societal powers, a person's fidelity to mitzvahs and maizim tovim should never be compromised, not just in action, but also in the realm of harvesting, of reward, person should not do things in a lukewarm manner, but rather with, with a full commitment, uh, irrespective of the winds or clouds of the governments. Next medrash, Kasha En as the Pasuk we saw last week, Pasuk Hey, verse 5, Shivok, Dvarim mechusim mimnealdom. There are seven matters 
that are covered and hidden from people. Elohim, these are them. Yom HaMisa, the day of death. person doesn't know the day of death. Yom HaNechama, the day of consolation. That also is hidden from people. Ve'omek hadin, and the depth of judgment. That degree of absolute judgment is hard to fathom and not fully appreciated. Omehu mistakeh, also. With what will a person make a profit? Which is a bit of a, an irony. Right? A person certainly has a need to make a living, but he doesn't actually know whether any particular investment will yield the livelihood that he seeks. And also, included in matters that are hidden from a person, what is in the heart of his friend? And what is within this growing fetus of the woman? He does not know. Umalchus Zoshal Adom, and this kingdom of Adom, Amos Anaphalus, when will it fall? That also is hidden. These are seven matters that are hidden from people. Now he's going to bring, the Medrash is going to bring substantiation for these assertions. Yom Hamisa Minayin, how do we know the day of death? Shanamar, as it says in Kohelis earlier, Tesyud Beis, 9.12. Lo yeida ha'odam ezito, a man does not know his time does not know his day of death. There is a bit of ambiguity on both ends, day of death and day of consolation. The person just doesn't know. Yom ha'nechama minayin. How do we know the day of consolation? Shnemar, as it's stated in Yeshaya, Isaiah 60, 22. Ani Adonai shana. I am God, referring to the Messianic era, the redemption, that in, a time, in its time I will hasten it, we don't know. It is, it, it is a matter that, it, that is obscured from our knowledge. The omek hadin minayin, and the depth of judgment. How do we know? Shnamar, as it says in Devarim, Aleph Yedzayin, Deuteronomy 1.17, Ki amishpat for the judgment is to God. The ultimate depth of judgment is within the Jurisdiction of God alone. How do we know that the source of, of one's livelihood is also hidden? Shneemar, as it's stated in Kohelis, Hey Yudches, five eighteen. Zo matas Elohimi. This is a gift of God. It's a gift of God. There's an element of uh, imp- imprecision in a sense that one's actions towards sustaining themselves are not inherently and directly, uh, universally correlated to the actual results. People try, people make investments, there are risks, they work, they don't work, to various degrees. But it is a gift of God in that it is, there's, a, there's an element of surprise. And that which is in the heart of one's friend, as it says in Yermio, Yud Zayin, Yud, Jeremiah 17.10, Ani Adonai Choker Lev. I am God who discerns 
the heart. And that which is in the fetus of the woman. As it's stated in our verse, And this is presumably where the Targum was coming from with his assertion, this idea of the Medrash, that in explaining the knowledge that we have very superficially, there is a developing fetus here, but the understanding of what will be as a result, besides Targum mentioning, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but certainly the, the broader implications beyond that, what will this child bring to the world, this is something that is hidden, even though we see this developing uh, addition to humanity, there, there's so much that we do not know. How do we know that the evil kingdom of Adam, when it fall, will fall, is hidden? Shanamar, as the verse states, Kiyom Nokom Belibi, as it says in Isaiah 63 4, for the day of vengeance is in my heart. So God is saying it's in my heart, it is not revealed. Let's continue in the next verse. Yir Aleph Vav, chapter 11, verse 6. Baboker zra es zarecha, in the morning, plant your seed. Vilo erev al tanach yodecha, and in the evening, do not stay your hand, do not hold back from continuing to plant. Ki ein for you do not know, eze yichshar, which one will be fitting, which one will be successful. Hazeh, this one, Ozeh, or this one, meaning the one of the morning, the one in the evening. Ve'im shneem ke'echad tovim. Or if, or, and if, both of them, as one, will be equally good, a person doesn't know. Keep investing, keep trying, keep planting. Says Tagum. Yome ulemtach, in the days of your youth, tisav itasa, marry a woman, the solid benin, that will give birth to children. Ulidon sivusach, and at the time of your age, lo sishbok itas chulokach, do not forsake the wife of your portion. Milamelat benin, from giving birth to children, meaning continue trying to have children, both in your youth and in your older age. Arum lo ishtamoda loch, for it is not known to you. Idain minhon ispechar, which one of them will be more choice? Lemevetav, to be good. Hadain, idain. These or those. Or if both, like one, will be good. I mean, together. If both will be equally good. Now notice that Targum is not encouraging the older man to necessarily marry a younger wife in addition to his 
first wife. It doesn't say that. He says, Lo itas Do not forsake the wife of your lot, of your portion. To the contrary, it sounds like try and have children with your wife even when you are older, but it does not say uh, to take another wife who is younger. That is not encouraging. But one should not say, we already have children. Why should we make the efforts to try and have more children? That is a mistake. Let's see Rashi. Baboke zra'es zarecha vigomer if a person learned the Torah in his youth, he should still learn Torah in his older age. This is an exposition of the verse drawing forth from the parable. Plant in the morning, plant also in the evening. The learning of Torah is like planting it's orienting the person towards growth. And although there's an advantage of doing so in the morning, which, as we saw in Targum, there's a bit of a differentiation. Targum describes the morning as the days of your youth, as opposed to which is the, the direct opposite, if you will, of the morning is the evening. He doesn't say it's the days of your being an elder, he says, sivusach, and at the time when you are sated, as it were, when you're older, doesn't say the days of being older, but at the time when you're older. So Targum does introduce this difference between the days of your youth and the time when you're an elder to understand what what the nuance of difference is, because in the verse, Boker and Erev and Arev, Erev are uh, directly correlated of morning and evening. The, the days of your youth seem to be a, a focus, I would suggest, on the, the opportunities that one can view as days, as opposed to Edan, the time of, which is is a a broader era, if you will. That there's there's a certain preciousness to youth that it's counted in days, as it were. And that's a famous saying: "It's a pity that youth is wasted on the young." The days of youth are precious and few, and the the time of one's Sadedness of, of one being an elder is is a, a broader time frame. It's, a, it's a, a spread, an era of one's life. The advantage, now just coming back to Rashi here, the advantage of learning in one's youth, the days of one's youth in the morning, is a freshness. There's a, a, an absorption, a depth with which, with which the Torah is absorbed and retained and how it molds a person that is unparalleled. And although, of course, a person is obligated to learn Torah, a Jew is obligated to learn Torah his entire life till his dying day, but the quality of that learning in terms of the impact is not of the same caliber. 
the Mishnah says, Shem Elisha ben Avuya, Mishnah Perkeavos, that there's a difference. Learning in one's youth is like writing on a fresh sheet of paper. And in one's older age, it's like on a smudge paper that has already been written on multiple times. There's a lack of sharpness and retention, clarity, that the learning of one's older years achieves. It's not the same. Nonetheless, even though the caliber, the quality, is not identical, still the obligation to continue learning even when one is already an elder. If a person has students from his youth, a person should establish for himself students when he is already older. Of course, the imperative that the Ram brings in the laws of Talmud Torah is for every Chacham, scholar, to establish students. That's a, an imperative of the Chacham. But one shouldn't rely on what has been done before. Here, one could value the students of one's older age perhaps more. So it's an interesting uh, corollary because the the students that one has in his youth, on the one hand, they are students of his when he himself has less. The, the students he has when he's older, so they, they are meriting to have a more mature, to be students of a, a more seasoned scholar. A person should say, I already have students from when I was young, why should I establish students when I'm older? The, the quality of scholarship, of, of course, is presumed to increase. Tanachacham, with more years, should develop accordingly. The idea of, of establishing students, though, perhaps one could say, is, is not necessarily directly correlated to the scholarship. The, the Talmidim, the students that a person has in his youth could benefit from the the uh, added relationship of the Rebbe being younger, and that might not carry forth when the Rebbe already is older. Perhaps it's a, a different environment where his ability to connect to to the uh, the students in that framework is not as amenable in some ways to be mamid talmidim, standing up students, beyond the element of scholarship, of, of transmitting the, the living Torah that a person is meant to allow to mold their life. That is something that is not strictly a matter of scholarship. Regardless, a person needs to apply themselves to this imperative, the planting in the morning, planting in the evening, establishing students, whether in one's youth or when one is already older, this is Isha Bas Bonim a person married a woman of childbearing years, of, of the age when she's able to have children when he is young. So Isha Bas Bonim a person should make the efforts to marry a woman who's able to have children if she is older. He should not give up on that imperative to have children. A person has accomplished 
charitable acts of righteousness in his youth, he should do so when he is older as well. shouldn't say, I've already given a lot of charity. I've already done much good. Now I can just uh, sit in my retirement plan. No, a person should continue giving tzedakah wherever they're at. Because a person doesn't know which will be more fitting. If the students and children, the children and students that you had in your youth, will they be established for you? Perhaps only those that one stands up in his elder years will be established. Who knows? A person should not sit on their laurels, but continue to plant. Motsinu Rebbe we find, by Rebbe Akiva, Shahilo Esun Va'ar Ba'elf Talmidim, he had 24,000 students. Gives Va'ad and Tiferas across the country, Kulan Mesu, Mepesach Haratzeres, they all died in a relatively short frame of time between Pesach and Shavuos. And he came to our teachers in the south and taught them. He started with a new group in his older age. Concerning children, we find by one of the Shoftim, the judges, Itzvan, 30 daughters he sent out to get married. And he married off 30 daughter-in-laws to his sons. And Shoftim, Yud Beis Tes, 12, uh, 9 in, in the book of Judges. They all died in his life. So he had such a, a tremendous family, Itzvan, but yet they died. But in his older age, he did give birth to Ovid Niskayim Lo, and it was established for him. This son, of course, was the the beginning of the Davidic dynasty, the, the antecedent of, and that was a full kiyum for him, certainly Niskayim Lo, that he was able to be the uh, within the chain, as it were, of of uh, ancestry of David and Shlomo and Malach Mashiach. So, although he worked so hard in his youth to build family, and it was tragic, he was not successful. In his older age, he did not give up and say, it's not meant to be or anything like that. He worked as hard as he could, and in fact, in, in the last day of his life, according to to the Medrash, is when he fathered the the uh, Ovid, who was the progenitor of the Davidic dynasty. So that's that's uh, till the end. Vilo Erev, and and in his evening, the he he did not uh, desist from trying to establish children, and that is what actually happened. Let's take a look at the Masudas David. Baboker. Lachem Baboker Zra Sadhcha. Therefore, in the morning you shall plant your field. Vegam Ba'erev Atanach. And also in the evening, do not stay, Yodacha, your hand. 
Minazria, from planting. You should put the seeds in. Connecting to the previous verse, two verses back, a person should not be held back because of the wind. He shouldn't be waiting for the wind to assist him, is the way we saw previously Mitsudas explained. We also saw the interpretations that it could harm, regardless whether it's a favorable wind or an unfavorable wind. Don't be concerned with the wind. A person should aggressively be planting in the morning and the evening. Bechol ace, he's saying, at all times. Uh, interesting meaning, don't think it's the exclusion of the middle of the day. Plant in the morning, plant in the evening, he's saying. It means straight through, not, not to the exclusion of other times. Ki ein for you do not know. You're not able to know which planting will be fitting and good. That much you don't know, like we saw in the Medrash. The things that a person has hidden from him. His livelihood is hidden. So he's doing something to, to build that he anticipates has the potential for greatness, but he doesn't know. He can't even know, says the Metsudas David. Losuchaladas. Whether the planting of the morning or the planting of the evening, and it's possible that they will both together be good. Certainly, is a possibility. This and that, this like that. Let's see this far now. In the morning, plant the seed. Try and have children. While you are yet young, velo erev al tanach yodecha, and in the evening be'es hazikna at the time of one's age, do not stay your hand. Afal pi shalodos be'es holato be'es bacharus, even though you've already had children when you were young. Don't say I already had a family. I already put in that effort. Was successful in that. That's that should not hold a person back from continuing. His girsa he says kilo seida ezet yichshar slightly different version. Bishvil echad meabonim sheyachshe royli shtadel bebachros of azikna lasigo. As far as explaining the gist of this idea. You don't know whether the early one, the later one, or they'll both be equally good. This Farna is suggesting over here that even if just one person has many children, hopefully, even if just one is worthy, it is worth it for all of the efforts, both in his youth and his older age, to gain that child. That is worth it. Meaning, the the benefit to the world that he can bring, who knows? It, it's, it's an incredible, incredible gift that he might be able to bring, even if it's just one. doesn't have to say on each one, is this likely, not likely. The, the potential here for uh, a, 
you know, a home run, so to speak, knock it out of the park, to have a, a real uh, tremendous child, and the nachas, a real nachas. That's, that's a gift that a person should uh, apply themselves to hopefully gain. And all the efforts will be worth it. To, to use a, a parallel marshal, Michael Milken, he had an interesting, interesting investment strategy. So he, he tried to invest the majority of his assets in, in very low-risk ventures, relatively speaking, of course, and setting aside junk bonds for a moment. The, the general idea was to try and be targeting a relatively secured return, and he took a small percentage of the money under management and invested it in things that were long shots. It's a fairly small percentage. And the general idea, my father told me, I think was something with an anticipated return between 20 and 40 times. That was, if it, if it didn't, if that wasn't the pitch, they weren't looking for this segment of the investment. They're looking for 20 to 40 times return on investment for a small segment of the investment. So this money was money that within the framework of the portfolio could be lost, so to speak. No big deal. It's not going to destroy the returns. But if there's a home run, if there's a real winner here, it's going to, because it's such an outside potential, will really juice the returns. So that was the, the theory of how he developed his investments. I would suggest that the Svarna is saying in a similar idea with having children, realize that you don't know, but there's tremendous potential here, even though there's also risks and and, uh, all of the the potential downsides uh, of investing in in a penny stock, if you will, or a high-risk investment, but the outsized returns over here is, is how he's looking at this, the potential to, to really get a winner, that, he's saying, is something that a person should do uh, without concern. Uh, this one, that one, you don't know. You're, you're, you're peering on, on, onto the, the, the edge of posterity here. You don't know your children, your grandchildren, what is going to come forth from this gift. Don't underestimate the possibility and potential, and therefore continue to apply yourself. Let's see the Talus Chachma. Aboke Ezra Zarecho. In the morning, you shall plant your seed. Ba'odcha bibei bachrusecho tire lizra. While you are yet young, see to it that you plant. Zarecha v'lasok the mitzvahs. Planting your seed and toiling in the mitzvahs. V'gam lo erev and also in the evening. Tahainu ad zikna v'seva. Until your old years of satiation, a person should plant. Thomas Chacham is focusing on the toil to fulfill the mitzvot, the divine imperatives. Al Tanach Yodach, do not stay your hand. Even if you engaged in wickedness in your youth, or if you've already been wildly successful. And learn tremendous amounts of Torah in your youth. Nonetheless, do not stay your hand 
in your older years. Because you don't know. You don't know. Maybe you're going to have the tremendous chiddush in your old age that, didn't, that, that you were not able to achieve in your youth. Maybe you'll be able to accomplish a mitzvah that you were not able to do. Don't be framed and restricted by what we've done in the past. 